Good morning, everyone. Good morning and welcome. I'm Maurice Jones, the uh, town manager for Chapel Hill, and it's a great honor to be here with you today uh, to honor two legendary figures in the history of this wonderful town. From the Chapel Hill Public Library, this is Recollecting Chapel Hill. History from the inside out and bottom up. When you're young, you don't think anything about being hurt or being killed. The question became, how far can you? How much of a troublemaker can some little black boy be before they go to jail? True peace is not merely the absence of some negative force, but it's the presence of justice. I'm Molly Luby, and I work at Chapel Hill Public Library. And I'm Danita Mason-Hogans, Chapel Hill Community Historian. This week, we're returning to Peace and Justice Plaza. And in the middle of that concrete town square is a large paver with names engraved on it. It's the kind of thing where people walk past it every day. Yanni Chapman. Charlotte and maybe Alvin, don't even notice it. James Punky Britton. Gloria Williams. But if you Bill are of a mind to do so, Bailey, you could. Reverend Charles Jones. Bend down, Mildred Ringwald. Feel the name Eric sunk Nelson into the III. ground. Dan Pollitt. Today, Clark. 17 names have been written into that stone. And these names represent the lives of Chapel Hillians who have just devoted themselves to the values of peace and justice in our community. We're here to tell you about one hot summer morning in June of this year when we celebrated the extraordinary lives behind two of those names just added to the marker, Mama Dip and Harold Hobo Foster. Mama Dip. The girl who learned to cook on her family's Chatham County farm at the age of 13. Who started a restaurant with $64. $40 for food, $24 to make change. Has been told so many times it has just about slipped into Chapel Hill folk hero legend. But Mildred Council was far more than a story of humble beginnings, hard work, and the American dream. Mama Dip remained closely tied to her community, as those who knew and loved her can attest. She poured her success back into the community, from organizing Chapel Hill's annual community dinner to delivering meals on wheels to finding work for returning inmates. Mama Dip demonstrated her love for the people in Chapel Hill. We heard from many people who knew and loved Mama Dip. We're going to share some of those voices with you. You'll hear from Colleen Rogers, Nate Davis, and former Chapel Hill Mayor Howard Lee. I have known Dip for a lifetime. She has been a spark in our lives, and when I think of Dip, I think of a circle. She has always been the type of person that would give, not just to her family, but to give to anyone that needed something. Dip, I never knew her name was Count. I always, they call it Dip Cotton. I never knew her name was Mildred until I was in New York and she was on TV and they said Mildred Council. And I was trying to figure out who is that because my whole life I knew her as Dip. Mama Dip, I mean, what can you say except that she's a real icon and certainly a wonderful role model, a lady who started with nothing and ended up with a very internationally recognized restaurant in Chapel Hill with the number of people who passed through here. She was a rock in this community. The children always man mattered to her. We have breakfast at Mama Dip every Saturday morning. 
We've been doing that for the past 35, 40 years. And there will be time we would be sitting at the table and one of the staff would come out and say, uh, Mama Dill won't talk to you. And I said, okay. <laughs> and we'll look at each other. They said, go ahead and get your spanking. And uh, but we'd go in there and, and sit down. She would be preparing food, uh, whether it was peeling potato, potatoes or snapping beans or something. And she would have a seat. And she would tell me what she needed to tell me. You know, and um, always had the opportunity to talk to her, and she always gave me something that I could take back and I could use. And that's one thing my mama did. And then we really wanted to hear from Mama Dip herself. This next story comes from our friends at the Southern Oral History Program, and I think it really illustrates the strength, the spine Mama Dip had as well as her generous laugh. I've always been able to get along with people, you know? But yet and still, I have run up against some hard fight people, you know? And I, I can remember at the Carolina Inn, Mr. Rogerson, the head of the Carolina Inn, Mr. Rogerson, and I made coffee, you know? And he always complained about my coffee. And I said, Mr. Rogerson, you know what? I said, we got a thousand people coming down this line today, and you complained about the coffee. Now, why don't you just make you a pot of coffee in the kitchen? And he never said anything. I thought I was going to get fired at that time, you know, but he didn't. He just, he said, he just told me it was a good idea. <laughs> 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 My name is Norma Bell. I'm a native Chapelhillian. I am the daughter of Mildred Mama Dip Council. Hello, my name is Dolores Bailey. I'm the executive director of Empowerment Incorporated, located in Northside, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Mama Dip's oldest daughter, Norma, and her friend Dolores shared their memories with us. When we were younger, she's always fed people. And the kids coming in, everybody ate at our place, uh, children, whatever. That she was about everyone, you know, and that she thought that if we were to give back, I think that would be what she wanted to know, that she was a giver of her community. Housing was important to her, too. She used to talk to me all the time about there needs to be something available for people who work in restaurants and who don't make a lot of money. And this was 10 years ago. So we were not talking about a living wage. We were talking about people who were making maybe 5 or $6 an hour. I remember conversations she would have with me, at me, because when she talked, she talked at you most of the time, about where would people live and, and what about all kinds of people, not just the students, but all kinds of people. And her workers, where were they going to live? She was strong on... Rehabilitation for the inmates. She hired them even though they didn't have the experience. I guess when you come from, I'm going to use this word literally, nothing, and you didn't have anything, and once you became a little bit more fortunate, then you pick up the ones back behind you and bring them with you. A lot of the people, the kids uh, that we were raised up with can tell you that when they came to the house, they ate. See, when we came through with... 11 us in the family with my two parents and nine children. It was like two-bedroom house and no running water. So 
you had to make do with what you had? I think she cared about people. Um, and I love the way you said, you know, she came from nothing and, and then took what she had and tried to share it with people. And I, I think that was exactly why she reached for the folk who had been in the prison system, because there's nobody that has less than that coming out of the prison system. And she got it. She understood it. And she opened up her heart and, and her means. But if you look around and count the black businesses in Chapel Hill, you can count them on one hand. Mama Dips was always one of the stabilizing businesses and African-American-owned businesses in Chapel Hill. Mildred Council, the legendary Mama Dip, passed away on May 20th, 2018. Her name was inscribed on Peace and Justice Plaza a year later. Harold Foster was a member of the Chapel Hill Nine, and his name was also engraved in Peace and Justice Plaza this spring. He passed away on December 5th, 2017. And I recently visited with his sister Esper, also known as the Princess of Pottersfield. The first memory that I have of my brother is a memory of him being at my mother's feet and knees and her teaching him handbone. Handbone, handbone, where you been? Round the corner and back again. She taught him how to play that. It's a it's an exercise of a person slapping the inside and the outside of their thighs with their hands to a rhythm. He was always drumming, literally, until the day that he died. He was even in the nursing home. He would drum on his thighs. I knew Harold Foster growing up. My dad called him hobo and considered him a renaissance man. He went to jail for his conscientious objection to the Vietnam War, and while he was there, he held classes for his fellow inmates. Harold was musical and literary. He was the editor-in-chief at the Daily Eagle while a student at NCCU and a football star at Lincoln High School, the black high school. But I remember him best as one of the Chapel Hill Nine, along with my own father. The Chapel Hill Nine was a group of Lincoln High School students who sat down at the counter of Colonial Drugs on Franklin Street in late February 1960 and requested service. Their sit-in ignited decades of protest and change in Chapel Hill. I've gotten older, I realized that our mother was terrified. Number one, that he would get her to get killed. Number two, that she would lose her job because of his, his activities. Um, but he wouldn't back down. He was young, you know, and they, they, you know, when you're young, you don't think anything about being hurt or being killed. So, and mother was so upset. And so my sister and I said to uh, our mother, but you always told us to stand up for what we believe was right. And so, Harold believes that this is right and this is the thing to do. And I said, and but now, and you are upset with him. He's only doing what you taught us to do. Harold Foster's courage and leadership are right at home in the Peace and Justice Plaza. Pure and simple. He put his life on the line to help correct a major injustice in America. 
Esper is proud of Harold's legacy. To get involved, to be concerned about your everyday life, uh, and if you see something that you think is wrong, stand up and say it. Don't be afraid, you know, and do something to change it for the better. And Danita, the Foster family asked a most distinguished community member to speak on their behalf on Harold Foster's legacy at Peace and Justice Plaza. Here is Mr. David Mason Jr., otherwise known as your dad. Good morning. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank Colleen for reminding us, especially me, of the village that we grew up with in Chapel Hill. For the benefit of those who may not know, my name is Dave Mason, and I have been given the pleasure to talk about some of the wonderful things that Harold Hobo sees Foster did. And his song, his life brother, uh, can be summed up by the song from Nina Simone, To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. Hobo, as he was known by his family, classmates, and friends, was my loyal friend that came from a family where everyone was creative talented, and incredibly smart. Everyone in this family was not only intelligent, but they cared for others. Hobo's writing skills were uncanny, and as a result, at the age of 13, not only was he the statistician, but the sports editor at our school paper, the Lincoln Echo. In high school, he became the editor-in-chief of the paper. He was also a songwriter and was the composer of the Lincoln Tigers fight song. You see, Hobo was young, gifted, and black. Hobo's life can be summarized by the last stanza of this particular song. If I can do my duty as a good man ought, if I can bring back beauty to a world of naught, if I can spread love's message as the master taught, then my living shall not be in vain. Thank you. And while the celebration of these lives was joyful, Peace and Justice Plaza is more often known as the place for contentious conversation and protest in Chapel Hill. Over the six decades since your father and the other Chapel Hill Nine ignited the direct action civil rights movement in Chapel Hill, the old post office has been a center of political protest. This is just about the most active street corner in town full of the life and passion of a community, not afraid to speak its mind. Yeah, when it goes down, everybody knows to go to the Peace and Justice Plaza. 
whether they call it the old post office or the Peace and Justice Plaza, I think it's a spot where people know to gather when something is going on in Chapel Hill. They took the ham bone, and guess who they gave it to? The slaves. But they took that ham bone and dropped it down in their beans to give their beans flavor. Took the ham bone out and gave it to their neighbor. They put it in their beans to give their beans flavor. That old ham bone went from shack to shack to shack to shack to shack. And that's where that song comes from. Hambone, Hambone, where you been? Hambone, Hambone, where you been? Round the world and I'm going again. Round the world and I'm going again. What you gonna do when you come back? What you gonna do when you come back? Take a little walk through the railroad track. forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit us online at chapelhillhistory.org slash podcast. This week, we put together a Spotify playlist inspired by the lives of Mama Dip and Harold Foster. That playlist includes North Carolina's own Nina Simone, who you're listening to right now. Special thanks this week to Nate Davis and the inimitable Lillian Lee, who read the names engraved on Peace and Justice Plaza for us. From the Chapel Hill Public Library and the town of Chapel Hill, I'm Danita. And I'm Molly. And this is Recollecting Chapel Hill. Thanks for listening. Uno out. Uno out. Peace out. (laughs) See ya. There's a great truth that you should know when you're young, gifted, and right. Your soul's intact. Bye.